0: I'm Jesse. And I'm Josh. And this is Slice by Slice, a podcast where we dissect and discuss horror films by categories and subgenres, such as ghosts, demons, franchises, and directors' bodies of work. Man, so I don't know what I was smoking when I thought that we could do six paranormal activity (laughs) movies in an hour, hour and a half, but I was crazy, apparently. We did six werewolf movies in like an hour. Yeah. And we did six Eli Roth movies, well, it was an hour and a half. True. There's a lot. That goes on with these paranormal activity movies. Yeah. More than everybody thinks, really.
1: Yeah. For movies that have so much dead time, bumping the night stuff in them, you mentioned the thread through the movies. Yeah. Like, oh, we got to tie all this together. And I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be a five minute episode. This is going to be lame. And like, we start doing it like, crap, there's a lot more <laughs> shit tying these movies together than I realized watching and reviewing.
0: We just finished recording the last one. We're just rolling straight into this one and just going to make it a two parter. So, first time we've had to do that, that's fine. But hopefully, we give you a. A lot more good stuff to go on these because there's a lot in these last three movies to connect the rest of the franchise together.
1: Oh, yeah, there is. So moving on to 2012, we get Paranormal Activity 4. Yep. And at this point, as far as a movie viewer goes, we start to know more about how all this works together. We know we've got this demon Toby that's Mm -hmm. after children. We know we've got these witches that are after children, but that's really about it.
0: Well, you know, there's a firstborn son involved, which was Hunter, right? Who's missing.
1: But we don't, we don't really know how Toby, the demon and the witches all tie together. And over the next three movies, even with one of them supposed to have been a spinoff, we start seeing pieces kind of fall into place. Yeah. So with Paranormal Activity 4, it takes place in 2011 because we have to talk about the timeline. We just need to bring up years again. Right. Did it come out in 2011 or was it 12? No, it came out in 12, takes place the year before. Yeah. Okay. Um, But this time we're all of a sudden in Nevada. Yep. So we're not in SoCal anymore. We open with another flashback or recap, whatever the hell you want to call it, with Katie giving Hunter a bracelet for his birthday. Then we get a recap of Katie killing Daniel and everything that happened at the end of 2.
0: And really, this is just to remind you that Hunter's missing because you get a title card that says, whereabouts are unknown.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Him and Katie both. So we're quickly introduced to our new cast. Mm -hmm. We've got Alex, the daughter, Ben, the boyfriend, and Wyatt, the little brother. Yep. And they're out trick-or-treating. They see new neighbors moving in across the street and this creepy little boy. Yeah. Well, to me, he's creepy, but they're just like making fun of him.
0: Because they try talking until he runs off.
1: Yeah. And then we cut to the family at the little brother's soccer game. Yep. And the same creepy boys like standing off to the side of the soccer field. And the camera does this like pan back over to the game and then jerks back over like you would to look like. Did I just see somebody standing over there? Kids gone. I'd never caught that. (laughs) Holy shit. I've seen this one a bunch (laughs) too. And then uh, we go through like some family stuff with a soccer game and everything. And then they're riding home and they're like, oh, hey, there's that little boy again. Cause he's walking down the street while they're driving home. Real quickly, you're set up that there's something going on with this weird boy. Mm -hmm. We've got the boyfriend and girlfriend are hanging out. They've had some friends over. I think the parents went out and it's like a little, you know, between party, but everyone else is left and it's down to just Alex and Ben. And he's like, You want to show me around somewhere? Let's go do something. She's like, I'll show you my treehouse. This is I'm a princess. <laughs> you have to rescue me. They go up in there and there's the creepy kid Robbie again. Yep. This time you see him real good, and it's real obvious he's latchkey kid because he's got the key hanging around his neck and everything. Yeah. Alex is like, Well, I'm gonna take him home. And we cut real quick to the next day with Alex talking to Ben, playing guitar, telling him about Robbie. Mm-hmm. He's like, He's this creepy kid. Across the street,
0: <laughs> the girl is great. You ever watch Supernatural? She's yeah. Castiel's daughter, right? And she was almost in the Wayward Sister spinoff show. that They ended up not making. Is one of the hottest. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: But she says she's telling uh, Ben about how she met Robbie's mom, and they're the only ones that live there, or something. And like she that. works a lot. And she works a lot.
0: Yeah. That's what it's setting up. Which setting them up to be a latchkey kid, just like you said. Yeah.
1: So the next night, there's the sound of sirens and shit across the street, and you find out that the mom ended up going to the hospital, right? And for whatever fucking reason this family's gonna take in Robbie I still whatever it 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 is a little <laughs>
0: suspension of belief there, but they try to set it up where there's no other family nearby, and the mom works a lot, and I yeah. guess this is she's just across the street, and the mom's just like ah." Your son's the same age as my son. They can play
1: together, right? I mean,
0: to me, it's not odd that that mom would take in the kid and take care of him for a couple of days. It would be odd that the other family would hand the kid out. Yeah. If you think of it from that perspective, it's actually not odd. It's not odd that they took in the kid. It's odd that the mother would have given them out. Yeah. Right? So.
1: So we've got Alex and Ben do a lot of Skyping. It's going to be laptops primarily in this movie.
0: Which is really well done. We're only a few minutes in the podcast, but I think you're already like 15 20 minutes in the movie just going off of them having Skype conversations, really. yeah
1: yeah, you start to see things. Ben notices something running, a shadow in the background. And little things like that. But then the effed up thing is that he sees Robbie fucking crawl into Alex's bed in the middle of the night and sleep with her. He's spooning and shit too. He puts an arm around her. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, he shows the footage to Alex. Alex is like, you fucking filming me? You fucking pervert? That's like one of the best parts. Because he's like, before I show you something, I just want to let you know that my computer does stuff
0: that I don't tell it to. And it's not just to you. Anytime I video record somebody, it records it and puts it
1: in a folder for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) It's freaking crazy, but it gives us our setup. The next day, Alex goes out to the tree house and Wyatt and Robbie are out there playing. And she's like, hey, what are y'all doing? It's like, oh, we're playing with our new friend. And she's like, oh, is that him over there? <laughs> and Robbie's like, you can't see him.
0: <laughs> it's so fucking like serious and deadpan, dude. <laughs>
1: she's like, okay, whatever. Of course, she's running around filming this. You get into this point where the movies where it's just like people film shit, deal with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and she slides down the slide and there's something you can catch there if you got a keen eye When she's sliding down in the the play sand down at the bottom and it's a drawing and it's the triangle with the circle in it real big, like taking up like a a 25% of the sand pit.
0: I'm guessing that I'm either blind or don't have a keen eye because every time she goes down the slide, I'm like, what's going to happen, right? Like something's (laughs) going to happen. Okay. Nothing happened. And I didn't notice the symbol. Yeah. When you see it bare left, you will say, okay. Okay. I'm going to actually rewatch that when I get home.
1: They go back in. We end up with Robbie and Wyatt playing connect. Okay, And Ben's like, oh, you want to see something really cool? And he's like, does this camera have IR? And uh, turns off the lights and is showing the kids that through the camera, you can see all the little tracking IR lights. that yeah, the the little Kinect dots users. everywhere. Yeah. They do this dumb connect dance party thing <laughs> while listening to what it, is it? Rob Zombie? White Zombie? I think, it, yeah, it's one of the two. One but of yeah. But another keen eye thing, you can see something moving on the couch while right. they're all in the back of frame dancing. He like leans over and watches
0: them like, this is a pretty good dance move she got
1: there. <laughs> Over the next few nights, we've got the typical stuff. We've got the doors, the sounds, this, this, that, and the other. I just want to
0: point out that during this one episode, well, I guess two episodes at this point, me and Josh are hearing the most fucked up noises in this house that we're the only two people in. And it's freaking me out, man. And it was (laughs)
1: happening on our last recording of just this movie series, but we've, this is number nine. Yeah, Nothing like this has happened in here (laughs) until we're talking about paranormal activity. This is fuck <laughs> good series then right if it's freaking us out but at any rate we get to the point where alex asks ben where he's like hey the recording thing with the the laptop can you do that on other laptops yeah and he's like yeah so he sets up for whatever reason Wyatt has a laptop and they set up his they set up mom's recipe laptop in the kitchen <laughs> they put a camcorder in the living room because that's giving us our ir shot yeah so over the next few nights you see the boys sneak out and play and of course to us, we know it's Toby. Right. Okay, it's got to be. This is the demon that does shit with kids. We're doing this again. And they're running around during the witching hour and shit like that. Alex is the one that's really noticing shit. She's the one yeah. that's catching the sounds and finding the boys and filming shit. And at one point, she goes to investigate sounds downstairs, and there's this trail of toys mm-hmm. that leads to the kids' room and into the closet. Right. She's looking at that. And then all of a sudden the train set kicks on and scares the shit out of her. I
0: do want to point out there is like a little pallet in the closet. Like somebody's been sleeping in there, but there's bunk beds in the room. So Robbie and Wyatt sleep in the bunk beds. And it really, it's kind of funny. The other three movies we've kind of dropped down scene by scene. And I, I feel like we're 30, 45 minutes into this movie because it really takes a while for shit to get going in this one. Yeah. But when it does, you basically hit the escalation period, you know, like, Earlier in the movie, and it, it yeah. goes longer, right? And that's and
1: that's what's interesting. It's what happens throughout the series. Is like the first movie, it's the last ten minutes. The mm. next movie, it's the last twenty minutes. Right. So like as as the series goes on, shit hits the fan sooner and lasts for longer. So after the train set, Alex goes downstairs and she sees the chandelier swinging over in the dining room. Right. And then all the fucking sudden out of nowhere, the chandelier that's right above her in the foyer fucking crashes down.
0: And it's completely out of frame. So you're not
1: expecting it. And I
0: jumped like a motherfucker again.
1: Yeah. In the commotion, she sees that Robbie's watching from the balcony. Yeah. And she's yelling at him, you know, you've been here the whole time. He's like, he doesn't like you watching us. Right. Right. What the fuck, kid? (laughs) And this kid, I want to
0: point out, he's wearing like Birkenstock sandals with socks on and like pants and, that are too short. Yeah, it <laughs> just looks so weird. He and he's so, so
1: deadpan. I think it's uh, the next night, Alex gets woken up by cars next door, like a bunch of car doors shutting and mm-hmm. shit. And she gets up to investigate. She goes over there and what does she see? Fucking women in black everywhere. Yeah. She's like, sorry, wrong house. <laughs> it's pretty funny <laughs> it runs back across the street we cut to a, a morning shot with Wyatt riding his big wheel around the house oh yeah yeah very shining-esque oh yeah and Toby pulls out a chair in front of him while he's going <laughs> he pauses like what the fuck and then he just backs up like meh I'll go the other way yeah and then he like rides around and he's like that's neat so we end up like Jesse said, it seems like we're going real fast into this, but this is really how it starts happening in the movies at this point. Alex catches Robbie drawing symbols all over Wyatt.
0: Oh, yeah. Including and, our famous well, triangle
1: with a circle, right? Yeah. And they and they actually don't catch it at the moment. They're just like, what are you doing? And it's like, it's so he can see me. Yeah. Or you no, know, so I can see him. Right. And it's, you know, creepy kid talk. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's noticing that one of the symbols is the triangle with the circle. Right. And goes back and shows Ben the footage of that drawn in the sand. Oh, okay. Okay. And then he's like, well, Google it. And <laughs> she's like, oh, here it is. And then she rattles off the whole thing about what it seems to represent. And it's a symbol for a demon to possess a child and that there's three steps that the child has to go through. And that's, uh, one, the child having powers two, right. the child, proving the powers and then three, the sacrifice of a virgin. And of course, Ben's like, well, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> And what they're setting up in the movie is like, oh, you must be talking about Robbie. Right. Robbie's the fucked up one. The weird shit's going to happen to Robbie. Robbie looks about the right age to maybe be missing. Yep. Yeah. Over the next few nights, we've got same shit, different day. Um, mm-hmm. But we start having stuff falling off of the bookcase over by the Connect that the kids have been going and talking to. I think I kind of glossed over that. There's a couple of times when they're running around the house that they seem to go up to mainly Wyatt over to the Connect and talking. To right, something. right. We do have the fucked up thing with the mom doing... <laughs> I hate this scene because she's, she's doing a recipe, right? right? So she's looking at the laptop and that's where you're seeing it from. And out of frame, you can't see what she's doing. You can just see like the back of her hand and you, you know, she's got a big ass knife and she's just violently chopping while staring it looks straight. Like she's chopping, chopping something. But it, go back and watch it again. <laughs> okay, think, okay. Thinking about it that way. It's really weird. Fucking she turns around cause she hears a noise or something. And the knife fucking, <laughs> you know, <laughs> straight
0: up to the ceiling out of frame.
1: <laughs> and she turns around and she does, she plays this so well because <laughs> yeah. you, me, anybody listening, turn around and go, what the f- did I do with the night? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It, not only is it what you would say if you were in that real situation, but I said, what the fuck with her while Just I was watching it. it. So we get to the next day and the parents are out of the house and we see the boys, Wyatt and Robbie. And Robbie says, come on. Or Robbie like watches the mom go out the front door from mm-hmm. upstairs mm-hmm. and then goes and gets Wyatt, And he's like, come on. And they go across the street. Alex sees him out the window yeah, going out the gate and she goes to follow the boys and almost gets hit by a Toyota commercial. I mean, <laughs> a Prius. Yeah, she, she even says fucking Prius or you know, something. And she goes in and it's a creepy house. Right. There's fucking like sheets on the furniture and shit. Kind of like we've seen before. And that's not that out of place to me though, because they not. would only
0: live there a day or two when, when the mother yeah. got ill. Right.
1: But as far as atmosphere goes, it's a tell. Yeah. So Alex hears this screaming in another part of the house and she follows it and opens up the door and it's the boys playing, which is fucked up because it's like a
0: really malicious sounding scream. Yeah. And then they go in there and they're just like giggling (laughs) and wrestling.
1: (laughs) And uh, I think Alex like turns right around and boom, there's Katie.
0: Yeah. Katie's in there. It's like in the kitchen or something, but it's almost like a jump scare, right? Yeah. With the sound.
1: And then the boys are there and she's like rubbing on Wyatt's head Mm -hmm. and like being Real close with them, like yeah. like they're fucking related and, or something. And she's
0: thanking them, like, "Oh, um, thank you for you guys take care of Robbie for me." But she's like sitting there, just like petting them all.
1: Yeah, and doesn't she say something about, you know, thanks for being over here with Aunt Katie or something like that? She
0: says something about Aunt Katie, and then you know, Alex. You, it's funny you see the camera kind of move, like a what the fuck, <laughs> but then it just cuts to another scene.
1: Yeah, because I think it cuts back to yeah, it cuts back to the house with Alex. A follow up. Yeah. And asking why it's like, what was going on over there? And what, what was Katie saying? She's like, oh, she was saying that, you know, it's neat that I'm adopted. And she's like, what? Well, how the fuck does she know that? Mm-hmm. And I uh, like, and that my other family needs me now.
0: And you're like, what the
1: fuck? Yeah. And at this point you're like, oh shit, something crazy is going on. And it's not about fuck Robbie. Robbie's creepy as shit, but this kid's targeted. We've seen the symbols and the witchcraft and Katie showing up. All oh, right. right. So that night we've got Wyatt downstairs talking to the connect again. Right. And he's getting real angry saying, no, my name's not Hunter. My name's Wyatt. My name's not Hunter.
0: Right. So then it's like the big aha moment if you hadn't figured it out already.
1: Exactly. And you're seeing this connect dot little silhouette approaching behind him. And I think just as it gets to him, like to latch on, somebody kicks on the light. Yeah. he's like, what are you doing?
0: And it was almost like he was about to be possessed because it's the same size as him and everything.
1: Yeah. So the next night, we've got mom getting a bath ready for Wyatt Hunter, Um, (laughs) which we want to go with at this point. Of course, he's got to watch his movie in there, so we've Mm -hmm. got coverage. Conveniently. Yeah, conveniently. And I think he's just kind of sitting there chilling, and we get the rumble. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's fucking yanked into the water, fucking Night on Elm Street style. (laughs) For longer
0: than a child should be able to breathe. (laughs) You're damn right. (laughs) And it's Toby having a fucking heart to heart. On what his goddamn name is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, Look, motherfucker, you didn't listen to me in the dots, but I'm going to get you to get this through your fucking head. Now. Right.
0: And he pops up out of the water and he's fine. But I don't remember how many minutes go by on the clock. He should have drowned. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: Next day, Alex finds Hunter written in like crayon on the yeah. inside of that yeah. closet door in the boys room. So they're really like, if you haven't figured it out by now, like, here <laughs> you go. are fucking
0: stapling your head to the carpet with it. Right? Yes.
1: <laughs> so the next night. There's no noises or anything. I think it's Alex just going downstairs to get like a drink or a midnight snack or something. And she comes downstairs and we've got the connect lights on. Yeah. But all the lights are off. And she walks through the living room and into the kitchen and fucking Katie's sitting on the couch. And she doesn't even notice this shit.
0: I didn't notice Katie on the couch. I noticed Katie in the scene afterwards,
1: but I, I'm going to go back and watch yeah. four now. Because as she has the refrigerator open and is doing whatever, that's when you see, and this is, Possessed, detached Katie. Mm-hmm. She just stands up in the living room and turns and starts walking towards the stairs.
0: At this point, though, on the franchise, I don't know if we have any other Katie. I just think the possessed Katie can fake like a human being. I think mm-hmm. we just have a soldier at this point.
1: Eh? This is where we get Alex getting lured out into the garage. And she's got Ben on. And this is what's fucked up, man, because she's carrying Ben with her laptop Skype. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I think I heard something in the garage. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he fucking closes the laptop. And I don't know what she's filming with. Uh, is it still the laptop? I don't fucking
0: know. Yeah, maybe. She's just walking around <laughs> talking to him on FaceTime or whatever.
1: Yeah, but she goes into the garage and we've got locked down in the garage. Fucking car cranks up. Mm-hmm. fucking running. She can't get out. She's fixing to fucking get suffocated and or of car monoxide poisoning. whichever one. No, fucking, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Anyways, the car's running. She's going to if She don't get out of there. While this is going on, you've got Katie upstairs.
0: Yeah, she pops up in the yeah. living room and starts walking up the stairs.
1: Yeah, she's upstairs and she goes into the boys room. And she goes up to Hunter Wyatt and uh, she's like, Hey, it's aunt Katie. You're almost ready. Yeah. just fucking weird shit, man. And it, but it's okay. Cause it's paranormal activity. <laughs> uh, but Alex ends up busting out the window of the car with a golf club. Right. Yeah. She busts out the door so she can with the car, the yeah. garage door so she can get out. All right. I don't know where this happens in here and I feel like I fucked up, but <laughs> in this whole thing of the three things that have to happen with the kid, we do have one of these nights where Alex is fucking conked out and the dad's like talking to the mom, like, man, I've never seen her sleep like that. And the mom's all nonchalant. like, yeah, I gave her some sleeping pills. And the dad is like, what the yeah. fuck would you should be? Yeah. He's like prescription. She's like, oh, she's been up for, you know, two days. She's reminded me of the mom night, everyone, I'm yeah. and night. Yeah. She actually uh, kind of looks like her. Yeah, yeah. It's that night. We end up with a shot in her room where she's just laid all curled up and fucking Hunter Wyatt comes walking in and just stands in the doorway in the fucking blanket. <laughs> Yeah, fucking gets yanked off of her real fast and she starts fucking floating up in the air right so this is presumably proving of the powers
0: i think it's the same night the mom's trying to go to bed because you know the the mom and dad are like kind of yeah it's 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 on the rocks yeah Yeah. and the dad goes in the kitchen and the fucking knife falls remember yeah that's right and he looks around like what the fuck and the the wife comes into the mom and he's like This knife that just came out of nowhere. And then she's like, just go to bed.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So we end up, I guess, dad's like feeling like, you know, after the whole sleeping pill thing, he's like, I didn't believe him because they tried to show dad footage in the very beginning. He's like, oh, that's neat. What y'all can do with computers and shit. And I was like, let me take you out to dinner. Yeah. Like just father daughter bonding and we can talk about shit. Well, while she's gone, Katie comes fucking walking into the house and she goes upstairs. I think mom's in the kitchen.
0: And she's like vacuuming and stuff. So she yeah. can't hear. Right. And
1: Katie goes upstairs and then the book falls off the bookcase right mm-hmm. above the camera by the connect, which has happened a couple of times in the yeah. movie. They've got a cat though. So I don't know. But anyways. <laughs> so mom comes in there and she puts it back up and I think she gets does she get the wind blast in the face first?
0: I don't remember. I know something else falls off the bookshelf again or the same thing. Yeah, There's another falling object.
1: And she goes to walk away and then she's fixing to be the falling object. Cause she gets slammed <laughs> into the fucking ceiling and then slammed into the ground. Right, right. It's gotta be Toby, man. That's some fucking hardcore yeah. shit. And Katie's already walked upstairs. Then we get Ben comes over and cause they make a joke in the beginning of the movie. The dad's like, you just walk into my house. He's like, yeah. your hide. key isn't very hidden. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, And he's on the phone with, or leaving a voicemail for Alex. He's like, I've been trying to get a hold of you all day. Where are you? And he goes up to her, her bedroom and to the computer, presumably Mm -hmm. to check footage. And they do a really good job of this. This is not a jump scare. And normally when you see like masking of somebody blocking the view of the camera, you know what's coming. I didn't see this coming at all. And And even on rewatches, I always forget.
0: And they've kind of made it, this is like a stapler or a trope of a paranormal activity movie where somebody walks in front of the camera and then you see one of the bad characters behind him. Yeah. But he just sits down on the foot of the bed and Katie's like, Right there behind well, him. Well, he sits
1: down at the laptop. Yeah. And it's because he walks around the end of the bed. And that's the thing is there's like no place for her to have come from. And yeah, as she he sits down, she's like right over his fucking shoulder and shit.
0: I think he maybe he can see that she's behind him because he looks confused. And she fucking pops his head like a corkscrew. Okay. Yeah. That's her move. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and she drags him into the closet all fucking one leg style to leave the body in there. And then we, I guess we jump in time a little bit because we've got Alex and dad driving home. Right. And as they're pulling up in front of the house, they're like, who is that? And she's like, that's Katie and Wyatt.
0: The dad's like, is that mom and Wyatt? And she's like, no, that's Katie and Wyatt. Or no, or, you know, like they mix up who it is and and Alex is onto it. And the dad says he'll run in the house and Alex runs. Well, he'll run into Katie's house. And Alex is going to run into their house, right?
1: Yep. So Alex goes into the house and she goes upstairs and she's trying to look at the footage or something. But for whatever reason, she calls Ben. His phone starts ringing. Yep coming from a bedroom closet
0: <laughs> or a bathroom or whatever the fuck yeah, is what,
1: Yeah, whatever's behind the beads. She goes over there and just as she gets over there, she gets fucking, no, she makes it in there, yeah. finds his body, yells, gets fucking thrown out onto the floor and dragged only out into the hallway and then is yeah. released for whatever reason. That's. It actually, I think it's a hard cut. Like, I don't think you okay. know how she
0: got away if okay. I remember
1: correctly. But yeah, because the next thing we see is her running across the street in the middle of the fucking night. She runs into the house and fucking dad's getting fucking drugged through and fucking slammed into walls. And she hears Wyatt. Yeah. It's coming from the room from earlier where Wyatt and Robbie were playing and she goes in there and there's fucking nothing.
0: She thinks she hears him behind the curtain. This starts to become a trope in these movies. Like either Toby or Katie or somebody can throw their voice and sound like somebody probably Toby. And she goes behind the curtain and he's not there. Right.
1: She turns around. Fuck Katie. Yeah, there, Katie's in the hallway. The, the, end hallway of the hallway, <laughs> and Katie fucking demons out and fucking comes charging at her and is fucking punching holes through the fucking door and shit.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's very like Jason Voorhees coming to get you. It's pretty <laughs>
1: creepy. And then Alex jumps out the window mm-hmm. and she lands right in front of Wyatt Hunter, and uh, <laughs> and he might have the
0: black eyes. I can't remember.
1: I don't remember because she's like, "Come on, come on!" and he just stands there looking at her, mm-hmm. and she spins around. And there's like 200. It's absurd <laughs> it's how many a- witches
0: are in that scene.
1: Yeah, there's all these witches walking up, but they're not in the white. They're not in the black. Like some
0: are in blue jeans and t-shirts. Yeah, they're it's, like, normal it's clothes. like
1: they're the new fucking generation that they've just gotten together. But or they just came in their civvies. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But they do all have the fucking triangle circle necklace on. Right. And they're like marching towards her and she fucking spins around. And here's our one last lunge of demon fucking Katie credits.
0: And yeah, I think you're like a crutch or something and we're done. This movie like... Starts off kind of slow and then it hits the escalation period and it kind of rails through it. And that was a loud ass motorcycle or something <laughs> outside. But, um, the, the important threads, I guess that we get out of this one was basically, uh, Hunter being like prepped and yeah. going somewhere. There's a lot of confusion for me in this movie though. The adoption
1: thing confuses the fuck out of me.
0: Why? Why couldn't Katie just raise Hunter or why couldn't the coven raise Hunter? Like we're going to see in a later movie, yeah. right? What is Robbie? what does Robbie have to do with anything? Yeah. I almost wonder if Robbie's Kent.
1: Well, and seeing that's inter- interesting thing I kind of glossed over in four is uh, there's the scene where Ben's poking, kind of poking fun at Robbie. And mm-hmm. he's like uh, saying shit about Toby mm-hmm. and uh, he's, he's like, he's going to get you or something. He's like, what does that mean? He's like, you'll find out. Yeah,
0: He's creepy and he works for the movie, but overall he doesn't seem to affect the plot. And I no. would honestly want to say this is the one movie you could remove.
1: You really could. It doesn't really add anything. It just goes over the other stuff. It lets you know that Hunter is growing up and that Katie's still around.
0: Yeah, Katie has Hunter, but guess what? Katie had Hunter at the end of two, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Like it's to me, it's the weakest movie in the franchise. Yeah. It's not a bad movie. It's no. actually fun to watch, but it is the weakest in the franchise.
1: The The comedy level in it. Of course, this is me. I'm going to bring up fucking comedy. Um, oh,
0: the kid, Ben, is fucking terrific. Like, yeah. I would watch that kid in anything.
1: Well, and they go, what, what I don't like is by the time we get to six, they kind of go back to the well with that. Mm-hmm. And is it Uncle Mike? Yeah. Uncle Mike's fucking funny, but sometimes it's too much.
0: The comedy is really strong in Paranormal Activity 5, but it's not called Paranormal Activity 5. It's The Marked Ones. And it came out in 2014, and I read multiple places that it was meant to be like a spinoff series, and I couldn't find 100% confirmation of why I ended up not being. But if you look at the movie posters all lined up, they're all like a camera shot, right? Of like, you know, the first one's the bed and they all look the same, except for this one's like a, a picture of like Weeping Mary. Like even the poster stands out, but this one definitely had a lot of comedy in it.
1: Well, I thought they did the the cover was the, the main, what's his name, Jesse? His name is Jesse, yeah. Yeah, it's his face, but with the, like one demon eye.
0: Right, but it's, it really looks out of place because it does yeah. not match the other posters or or cases. But this one came out in 2014 and it also takes place in 2012 right so yep and it's in california again but it's in a in a different part of california and you're basically like in a latino area of it and you start off with footage of jesse it's a cool name for this kid <laughs> <laughs> he's uh his high school graduation and you meet his best friend hector and somebody has a camera to film the graduation and jesse's real interested in the camera but jesse decides to take his graduation money that he got and get himself a camera he has this like bartering scene with the with the pawn shop guy and he ends up Offering a lot less than the cameras, you know, being sold for and gets a free GoPro out of it. Yeah. So I need to take him to the pawn shop with me. <laughs> but, you know, he's just walking around and they, they show off parts of the apartment complex. And he talks about like, this is crazy on his house and she lives under him. Right. And they're like, we always hear weird noises there. And I think Hector says she's a bruja, which I think is like a witch. Right. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, I don't think I know now, but like what I was hearing, it, I, was like, I think it's a witch <laughs> that and it's a vampire the masquerade clan. But that's that's for another day, hey, right? Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah,
0: I know they're in they're in Jesse's room and they hear some weird noises coming through the air vent, right? Yeah. And they're trying to figure out how they're gonna see what's going down there. And Jesse's like, Let's get the GoPro. And Hector comes in and he says, Look, I got these HDMI cables, right? <laughs> and he's like, What? That's HDMI. Because <laughs> these two are constantly rolling off each other. Yeah. But they daisy chain some HDMI cables, which I don't know how they stayed together. Maybe they nodded it. I don't know. I <laughs> but they lower the camera down, and you have Jesse in his room. It's one big room, and Jesse and his dad share it, right? So they do a curtain in the middle. So the air vent's on Jesse's side, but the TV is on his dad's side. So Hector's in there with the TV, and when the camera goes down, there's a naked woman standing there. And he's like, oh, it's a naked woman. And Jesse's wanting him to swap or turn yeah. the TV, and he's like, "No, man, I can't. Just keep on, like, yeah. Just keep them. going, man.
1: She's butt-ass naked."
0: <laughs> and then you see an older, larger, naked woman step in a frame, and he goes, "Oh God, it's crazy, Anna." And he's like, "I don't think I'm gonna get to have a boner again." <laughs> Shit like that. She walks up, and she, you know, she starts painting the the coven symbol, the yeah. triangle and, and circle on the woman's stomach, which kind of starting to think there might be a womb present. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the graduation, there's a kid named Oscar that Jesse knows that was the valedictorian Victorian of, yeah. of, of that graduation class. But somehow they end up filming downstairs again, and Oscar runs out on his apartment, and they want to know what he's doing in there. He, he kind of just looks, you know, he's, he's like, out of it. Yeah, he's like
1: deer in the <laughs> headlights and creepy and, and bolting off.
0: I guess it's the next night, or I don't even know if it's the same night, but they're still filming themselves doing stupid shit, because, you know, they like earlier they did the the clothes hamper down the stairs yeah. and just anything else they could do. And they're playing with fireworks, and... You know, Jesse does the boom trying to trick him and it goes out and he goes to walk up and light the fireworks and all of a sudden Oscar just kind of jumps out of a window or something and lands on a dumpster and knocks him over takes off running. Yep. And they're like, where the fuck's he going? And and they're looking down the street with the camera and then the fireworks started to go off. That jump scare didn't get me. I wanna no, I got no, jumped no. a lot in these movies, including <laughs> this one, but that one did not get me. But I think you start hearing police sirens off in the distance. and I think it, so. It quickly jumps into them being in the apartment complex with Jesse and Hector, his dad might be there. Jesse's grandmother lives with him. Yeah. And then
1: Marisol, is that his cousin? I've never quite figured that there's a joke made about, hey man, that's your
0: cousin. So she's there, I think at this point in time, but you see the helicopters fly and the spotlights and it's on the news and you see basically Anna's been murdered. Crazy Anna's been murdered in her apartment and they wheel her out on a stretcher, right? So she's yep. dead at this point and they think Oscar's done it and they're looking for him. The next night, the guys get this bright idea while they're stoned, because that's where most people's bright ideas come from, right? Yes. (laughs) That's where the dumb ideas come from. They sound good to you at the time, right? (laughs) (laughs) They think they see the bathroom shower curtain move, right? No. So they go in there with the camera, and you get this real slow reach out for the curtain. You know something's going to be there, and there's nothing there. And then you hear a fucking baby crying. It's for sure not a toy. You know it's a baby crying. Yeah. And they follow the sound, and there's a nursery in on his apartment and there's a blanket and you think maybe there's a baby under it and it's a toy so there's like the throw in the voice and yep. and tricking you thing popping up again and there's like medical tools in the room it looked like you know for like delivering a baby and c-sections and stuff like that yep and they start digging around the apartment and they find a box in a closet and it's a box of vhs tapes and they say katie and christy 1988 on them and stuff like that so this box of tapes See, Katie stored them in Christie's house. They were stolen out of Christie's house. Yep. By somebody, presumably the coven. Yeah. But now they're in crazy on of the brew hall's closet. So is she part of the coven? Gotta She's got to be. Just painting the symbol on the woman, right? Yep. So it's like all starting to tie together. And there's a notebook that they take as well, right?
1: Yeah. And this is all, you know, an active crime scene,
0: which. <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah. I mean, they had the tape was over <laughs> and they had like break in and everything. I think they went and got a ladder out of an alley in, in the window. Yeah. And then they find her bedroom though, like before they leave and there's blood all over the room and that's where she was shot and killed. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's where they find the notebook. Oh, okay. And you kind of get a jump scare and there's another Latino man in the room and it, I can't think of his name right now, but it's Oscar's older brother. Yeah. And they refer to him a couple times in the movie. He's basically like a gangbanger. And he's like, what are you doing here? And they're explaining. And he's like, my brother was a good kid. There's no way he did this. Right. Yeah. So like his brother, Oscar was the good one. And he wants to know why he's basically being framed for all this. They're playing the notebook though, in the house. And I think they're looking out with Marisol and it's got a thing about making doorways and that these doorways can go through time to unholy places. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Fucking time travel starting to pop up in this bitch. <laughs> There's also like maps in the notebook and they find like lots of stuff about witch documents we see our triangle and circle symbol. I wish that symbol had a name so I didn't have to call it our triangle circle symbol. And we also, I don't know if you caught this, but when they're flipping through the notebook, there's a picture of Dennis and Julie. Oh, really? Yeah, like when they're going through it. And Never there's some shit. other pictures. I couldn't catch them quick enough. So there's there's a lot of stuff hearkening back in this. And they end up finding a spell in there, and the spell has to have like a black mirror, right? And, and so Marisol wants to go to the spell. And they go to a church. I guess they feel safer if they do it in the church. bad idea after bad idea. (laughs) It's break into the church. They spray paint a mirror black, and they draw the symbol. We'll call it the symbol. There we go. You're going forward on the ground in the church, and they set the mirror there, and they do the spell, and it shows them saying it over and over again. They got the giggles, and they start getting more serious and more serious, and they finish the spell, and nothing happens, and Hector gets bored, and he wants to leave. So Jesse and Marisol are just hanging out, and they hear something in the basement, so they pick up the camera. And they start exploring through the basement, and they just keep hearing the sound, but it's like the sound's in a different spot, like behind them always, right? Yeah. And they follow the sound back to a bathroom, into a stall. It's so like the first couple stalls are empty, but the back one that would be like the handicapped stall, the bigger one, that's where they think they're the noise from, but the door's locked. So Jesse gets bad idea number 87, <laughs> takes the camera from aerosol, lays it down so he can crawl under the stall with it. Without being able to see if his head's gonna get decapitated and his head didn't get decapitated. <laughs> but if the tension's really high when he's going out of the stall, can yeah. you know there's gonna be a jump scare? There's not. There's just nobody in the stall. So he stands up and then the door just starts shaking and somebody's beating. It's it's your it's your paranormal activity. Something's beating to get through the locked door that why did you lock it in the first place? Right. <laughs> yeah. So Toby's indecisive motherfucker, I guess. <laughs> I wanna say it kind of time-lapses to the next morning. And uh, Hector wakes Jesse up, and he's talking about how he had a dream about being on a farm with a bunch of old women, and he's got a bite mark on his arm, right? Yep. And it's the same bite mark that we saw on Katie's thigh and Christie's arm, or was hers on her leg too? I think both of those are on their leg. Yeah, maybe. And his arm's bleeding, right? Because he said, "Did you get your period, dude?" He's <laughs> the These two fucking guys, man. I want them to have their own sitcom. The dog. This is key. There's a dog that Jesse loves. It's the family dog, and it won't have any fucking oh, yeah, thing l- to do with the them. little Chihuahua. Yeah, the Chihuahua is afraid of him now, right? Because something's going on. They break out a Simon game to play. And yeah. I know we have, from talking to people, we have uh, listeners of multiple age groups.
1: Oh, so we have to explain what this is. <laughs> I, is think I'm, what I think going <laughs> have to explain what Simon is.
0: Because this is the OG one. So Simon was a game that came out in the 80s, and it's just a black round thing. You can rebuy them now. And it has a green button, a blue button, a yellow button and a, red button and a red button, and it'll just, it'll go dang and make a sound and one of them lights up and you hit it. And then it'll give you another pattern. Yeah. It's like a one, a two, a three, and it just keeps going. And so you can't do it anymore. It's yeah, a it's memory a game. Memory game. Yeah. And it was fantastic in the eighties. And if you haven't seen one, go get one. And if you haven't seen one, I'm getting old. Right. <laughs> but anyways, they break out, they break out Simon to play it and they think it's busted and they say something to it. Like, are you broken? and it, the red pops up or something. It's like, eh, no. Right. Yeah. They're like, whoa. So then they ask it a question that they know the answer to yes. And it does. Yes. And then they ask it a no. And then they basically, this is the Ouija board of the movie. It is. If you think about it. Right. Yep. So they start communing with something with the Simon, which is ridiculous and awesome at the same time. Yeah. And they just ask it questions. And the grandma does not like this. Like she's, she's very religious and she thinks they're messing with things that they don't need to be messing with. Makes them put it up. Right.
1: Yeah she like snatches it away from hers
0: and then that night jesse's uh woken by noises in the apartment and the dogs growling and their front door is fucking open which is normally like chained and shit well i guess in this one scenario it wouldn't be and he's he's looking out with the camera right like trying to catch something in the stairwell nothing's there and he shuts the door and he locks it he chains it and he tries to walk off and then you got the door shaking and banging, right? Just like, why would <laughs> you lock the door? But this time you hear Jesse's dad yelling, like he just came home from work and, and he's wanting to know why he chained the door when he knows he has to get in. So I guess he works like a night shift or something that explains his absence a lot. And he's like, did you leave the door? open?" like, no, I just got home from work, you know? <laughs> so the next night, Hector and Jesse decide to go play some basketball. So they go down to some public courts, you know, somewhere out in the neighborhood and they're playing and nothing happens. They're just filming yeah <laughs> playing basketball pretty sure jesse beat hector's ass because he's talking about how he had like a cramp or something yeah it's like oh two is my knee <laughs> they get mugged right like they're trying to get something out of the vending machine and but, two not mugged but two guys come up to rob them
1: yeah because they're like hey how about a two on two like, yeah no no we we're just leaving what's in the backpack <laughs> yeah like, oh shit
0: <laughs> and i think jesse gets thrown on the ground and they start kicking him. but basically jesse reaches out towards them and he slings both the, like one of the guys goes to a vending machine. And without touching the other guy, he goes 20 feet back into like a park bench. Yeah. They take off running, right? So Jesse's experiencing some powers now. So then they start doing stupid shit with his powers and recording it and putting it on YouTube and trying to get hits and they're mad because in the comments people are telling him it's fake. Yep. And Jesse's kind of getting cocky now because he knows he's got powers.
1: Well, they they do the whole thing where he goes, Hey, hey man, check this out. And he just falls backwards and it's yeah. like something catches him. Yeah. yeah. And then he's <laughs> like, You should do that from a chair. And he does it from a chair and cuts away and then heckers <laughs> up on the chair. It's like All right, man, do it. (laughs) So something's basically—he's
0: playing the like the trust game where you lean back and something's catching him. Yeah. But they go out for a night on the town. He's making fun of Hector having a baseball bat right in the back seat. He's like it's for protection. And there's a party, and they don't know anybody there. And he's like, let's just crash the party. (laughs) It's so funny because Hector's got the camera, and they're walking through. He's like, there might be some criminals here. These two guys look at him all tough, and he goes, not you two. (laughs) This one's so, so much fun. And you can tell, like, if they were trying to make a spinoff series, like, we'll make a funny one. Yeah, they
1: they went real hard on the comedy, and it's the only movie in the franchise with nudity.
0: Yeah, it is. And I wonder how much of the stuff, like the VHS tapes, got added back in later. Right? Like, they decided to tie it in. But they go to the party, and they meet these two girls, and they start hitting on them. Right? And they decided to take him back, and they can't go into Hector's apartment because his whole family's there. Yeah, and they see the grandma through the window and Jesse's. So bad idea, hundred and thirty-two.
1: Yeah, let's go into Anna's apartment. So, so it's not just the two guys; it's these two chicks that are friends too. Everyone in this neighborhood makes bad decisions. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so they go into the apartment, and it's there's no furniture. It's being painted. You can see like the plastic on the ground and stuff. So it's being it's renovated. Being re- renovated to be uh, rented back out now. So. They got the cleanup crew in there. Yeah. So the girl with Jesse's name is Penelope. I don't remember the other one's name, but I don't remember. uh, Jesse's telling Hector she's into you, dude. Get her out of here. So they leave. So you got Penelope and and Jesse are alone. Yeah. And she walks off scene and comes back and she has like her top off, right? And they start making out. And she asks him if he has a condom. He's go. I got to go up to my apartment. (laughs) So he runs out of the out of the room and the camera's on the floor looking at Penelope. And it just keeps time lapsing and it's taken away. I wonder if you have to go to the store or something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So She's like, like on her phone board yeah.
1: and shit. And she starts
0: hearing noises in the house. And then, so this is where we have bad idea number 250, right? Because <laughs> Fenelope opens up the strap door and she decides to poke her head in there and look around. And then you see an arm come up and grab her and try to pull her down the basement. And she struggles and she gets away. And you see Oscar looking up in the camera, like, you know, the raccoon eyes, except it's like demon raccoon <laughs> eyes. I mean, he looks fucked. And Jesse and Hector come back, right? To investigate and they're like, where did you see him? And I think they go in the basement. I can't completely remember, but they end up finding Oscar in the apartment. Yeah. And he says, you know, they put something in him, Right. And they're going to do it to you and this, this, and that. The only way to get rid of it, you have to die. And then he takes off running. And I think they go out looking for him. And yeah. um, it's a pretty good jump scare scene. They walk by and fucking the car basically explodes in front of them. And it was Oscar di- diving off a building and a yep. suicide. Right. And he just slams in and and now Oscar's dead because of whatever they put inside of him.
1: Yeah, that shit was badass.
0: So they go in the basement and they find an altar, right? And it's got the symbol on the wall and little candles. And there's pictures of Jesse, like graduation day as a kid. There's a baby picture of Jesse. And then there's a picture of, it's like, oh, it's my mom, dude. And she's pregnant. Next to her is both. Anna the Bruja uh-huh. and Grandma fucking Lois standing there she right there. Is. So we're all linked in here now. They start hearing something upstairs while they're looking at the picture and they peek up through the trapdoor, right? And there's a woman in black walking around the house grabbing shit. Yeah. Right. So the coven has something to do with cleaning up the apartment. Oh, somebody comes in the basement, right? Partially, or at least looks down there, but doesn't find them in the basement because there's like plastic sheets hanging everywhere dividing yeah. it. Right. So it's like a close call. But the the coven's definitely involved in this. And that night, um, Jesse's freaked out about his eyes, because Oscar's eyes. And he finds this weird, like, symbiote worm thing Yeah, and his eye, right? And he pulls it out, and the part's kind of, kind of <laughs> gives him the heebie-jeebies. Yeah,
1: that part, it's drawn out per, a lot, too, so.
0: But when he's drawn it out, his vision starts messing up, or the camera's vision starts messing up. It's, like, going, like, technical or, like, you know, kind of flashing, so something's going on. And then he sees a flicker of him with, like, the Katie demon face, but it's his demon face in the mirror. Yep. Scares the shit out of him like it would me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And they decide to go to Oscar's brother's house, right? And um, he shows them Hector's room and Hector's just got like the fucking yarn connecting shit and maps and newspaper clippings everywhere. And he's obviously investigating something and he's, um, and it refers to the, these missing children. It refers to the marked ones. There's some notes about them, like trying to, somebody's trying to build an army. Yep. You see the symbol on a piece of paper and it says the midwives coven. Yep. So we now have a name for the coven. Oscar's brother says that they want the firstborn, and he would have been the firstborn in his family, but Oscar was adopted,
1: right? Yeah, that's so right.
0: Kind of goes into like the Wyatt thing, except for I don't know why. I don't know what the difference is between like an eight-year-old, like with Katie, yeah, and then like an eighteen-year-old, right? But Oscar's mom died at birth, and he got raised by this family, okay? But then there's a piece of paper,
1: and it's from Allie Ray, okay? Yep. So Allie from Part Two is popping up. Well, so they go to leave and then Hector hangs back and snatches her phone number off the
0: door. Yeah, yeah. So they took it, but I forgot Hector steals it. Yeah. And because the brother's like, did you take something? Yeah, he's like, what are you doing back there, man? (laughs) (laughs) But I just remember Jesse starts doing some crazy shit. Like he's, he's starting to get weird. Like how Katie and Christy did, but it's not as abrupt. Like it's in, it's coming and going. And he keeps, he says to Hector that he's losing time. Right. That's right. Yeah. Cause he doesn't know what's going on. And that night he wakes up and his dog's barking but he hears it through the vent. Like it's down and on his apartment and he goes down there and he finds the basements open and he hears the dog in the basement and he goes down there and you can see uh like uh, a woman behind him as he goes down. It almost looked like grandma Lois to me, but the, it's so quick. It's yeah. that cutaway thing where like he steps in front of the camera and then there's a, there's a witch behind him. She has the gray hair. The timeline would be off for it to be Lois, but timelines uh-huh. are about to be out the window. <laughs> they are. <laughs> um, so I don't know, but there's definitely a witch down there. And he's crawling through and you got the tension because he's having to move the plastic sheets. As yeah. He walks through. yeah. They
1: set that up good earlier.
0: And then he walks into Katie and Christy from 1988 and they have black eyes. Right. Yep. And of course it scares the shit out of him. And you hear something demonic in the basement, like growling, probably Toby. Well, not probably. It's gotta be it's Toby. Toby. Toby attacking in the basement. And then it just kind of cuts away to the next day and you have the camera and sunlight, but it's Hector filming. Right. Yep. No. He's in Jesse's room. And he sees the word, I don't know how to say it was M-E-U-S, was written in blood. Okay. I'm sure it's something in Spanish. Yeah. Because there was something me. written in Anna's wall in blood when they were in there, when it was a crime scene. I forgot yeah. to mention that. And Jesse's acting really strange. Like I said, just like Katie and Chrissy did, like he's fully seems possessed at this point. But Hector decides to call Allie Ray from part two and him and Marisol go and meet with her. And she starts telling them about the midwives coven. And that the symbol is put on a male baby. And I'm assuming in utero counts, right? Because you saw Anna do it yeah. on the woman's stomach. And they'll be possessed when they're 18. So I guess there's a difference between like a marked one being possessed and then like what Christy and Katie were doing, yeah. right? Something's obviously different there. I guess they get the grandmother involved in this because I remember she tries to cleanse them, right? Like she has eggs. I, th- I think they go to a store, like a church store. Yeah. Not literally a church store, but you see like Mary statues and stuff. And she's getting something. So she's doing something to try to to cleanse him. While they're doing it, he's just smiling like what you're doing, a stupid woman. He's not talking the whole yeah. time. And you hear growling and rumbling and the hum comes. And of course, just like in the past, the power goes out. That always happens, right? I don't remember if the power comes right back on or if they're using night vision. I don't remember. But Jesse's missing and they're running around looking for him. And then you hear this like really ethereal sound, like in the first one, kind of like, you know, when the sheena shaking. shaking. Yeah. And this is when shit gets really out there. Jesse just appears out of nowhere in the air through like a portal and drops in the fucking ground and collapses unconscious. Right. And I, my theory is this is literally, it's the same sound. Like I went back and checked. I think the first time they hear the sound and they run down there and the chandeliers shaking. in the first one In the first one, okay. I think it was Jesse popping in the house and he pops right back out in his apartment. Gotcha. Right. And, and that's why they use the same sound clip, but it's really my head cannon makes that fucking awesome. Okay. <laughs> but you're still hearing like the creepy Toby humming sound and Hector's looking around cause there should be other people with him, and he's alone. Yeah. And he spins the camera around and Jesse's body's not there anymore. And he goes outside and, and Jesse's standing at the top of the stairs. I want to say laughing and his grandmother's dead at the bottom of the stairs outside, but he's killed his grandmother in some way.
1: Yeah. She's dead at the bottom of the stairs. And I think he's like, yo bro, what's going on? And he turns around and he's smiling.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. He's either smiling or laughing, but he's happy with, with the results there. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> And then I think Jesse leaves. Like he basically bolted like Oscar did when he killed Anna. No. Hector and Marisol call Allie and she says there's a covenant house where they do the final ritual at. So obviously Allie's been doing some deep research on this shit. So they're driving there and this is something like really cool out of like an old slasher movie or something. But like Jesse basically steps out in an alley in front of the car. And the car stops working. It stopped. And you just keep hearing them like run across the top of the car. Yeah. And skittering around and shaking it. At some point, he breaks a window out, right? And tries to grab Jesse, does and he? Tries to grab Hector out a window. And yeah, I know Marisol ends up taking the bat out of the back seat. Yep. They point out and she cracks Jesse over the head, knocks him out, and they throw him in the back seat, right? And then they start driving, and out of nowhere, a truck runs a light and just fucking T bones them. And you're trying to figure out if it's an accidental wreck. And whoever hit them comes out and gets Jesse's body out of the car and leaves the rest of them, yeah, right. So uh, obviously it was the coven jumping in doing their thing again. So what do they do naturally? Let's go to the gangbangers house. Let's get some backup. So Oscar's brother is there with one of his buddies. They put on their leather gloves and they load up some guns in the trunk. Right. And they go to the house that Ali told him about.
1: Now, now I have to bring up here. I don't mean to interrupt, but I, I found it so funny. Like when they're sitting there and they're showing him, like putting the gloves on with the mm-hmm. trunk open and like all the guns and everything. Hector's just standing here filming it. And they're, yeah. they're just supposed to be like two gangbanger dudes. Like. <laughs> I'm expecting a email like Yo, bro, you filming this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what I was
0: thinking. It just never happens. So you know, he's like, "Let's go smoke these bitches." And they go through the gate, and then you
1: realize that we're at Grandma Lois's house from the '80s. Yep, and from the dream because right. you can you can clearly see the walkway from one house from the house to the guest house or whatever yeah. it was. And it's like, oh shit, what? we've seen enough of the movies to know what has to happen.
0: Now. Right, right. Because they're walking up with the camera, and they're in the little breezeway, and they're looking at the guest house or garage or whatever. And the bigger guy that was with Oscar's brother, he's trying to pick the lock, right? Yep. And then they walk to the garage and the lights are out and they turn it on and there's no fucking way to right? <laughs> I don't know if I would have been mad if they did it again or not, but I was waiting for it. And for some reason they decided to go walking through the yard and there's like, this is probably the farm because there's like horse stables. Yeah. That's what I thought they were anyways. Yeah. And they walk out and they're looking at them with the camera and they don't see anything. And they get to one and a woman jumps up and she's like, let me out. And then a witch runs up with a kitchen knife out of nowhere in all black and Oscar's brother just blast her with a shotgun. Yep. And I think a couple more come. And it's this is the first movie where you see shit like this. Yeah, this right. They
1: start coming in video game style and they got the shotgun <laughs> and just, <laughs> <and>
0: just <laughs> blowing them out of camera. While they're not using magic or something and they have kitchen knives, I'll never know. But they decide to go back to where his buddy was picking the lock. Or they're running because there's, there's so many witches chasing them, right? Because they're just coming. It's literally like a video game. Yeah. They're coming out of nowhere and they run in. They drag his buddy's body because he's dead now after picking the lock. Yeah. And they're in the house and it's most of the furniture from the 80s in part three. But there's bl- like even the unicorns in the room. But like there's blankets thrown all over everything, right? Yep. So there's a pentagram and the symbol yeah, or in back, the dining room. Yeah, yeah, back in the dining room. Same room. The you know the paintings aren't there, obviously, because the house is a little bit more uh, broken down at this point. There's a deer head on the ground, right? Like on the pentagram on the floor.
1: Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Where, where the dining room table was. So right. We're
0: obviously like in the middle of doing a ritual. And uh, Hector is now alone and everybody else is missing. Like, I don't know where Oscar's brother went. I don't know where Marisol went, but people are just like poofing out of yeah. existence at this point now. And he's trapped in the house alone and the witches are like coming in all the windows, just like Night of the Living Dad or something with the zombies coming in. There's so many of them. And I remember
1: he's running and does Marisol's body like drop through a skyline or something? Eventually. She does. She like crashes through like a a sunroom. Yeah. Like through the ceiling. And isn't there one spot where Hector goes and hides in the same closet that we saw? What's his nuts?
0: Yeah. That Dennis and, and okay. Christy or somebody hiding He hides in that closet for a while and they keep shaking the door and can't get in. And then he runs out. And I think that's when Marisol drops. Yeah. But the witches are closing in on him and he takes off running and he goes into a room and there's a brown door with like a weird handle. I think the symbols on the middle of the door, there's definitely runes on the, the door frame or door jam. Yep. He opens the door and he cuts through and the camera goes black and like staticky for a second. And he fucking pops out in Katie and Mika's house, right? Yes, he does, but he doesn't just pop out into it. You see Katie walking down the stairs really slowly. You see her open a drawer and pull out a kitchen knife. And she looks at Hector and she starts screaming, Mika! just like the first one, but you're seeing it from this perspective. Yep. And of course, Mika comes running downstairs and he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And he jumps on Hector and he starts beating him, And then Katie stabs the shit out of fucking Mika and kills him. Right? Yeah. And then Hector starts running, trying to get away because he just sees this crazy girl stab this dude and he doesn't know where he's at, right into Jesse. And Jesse's in full-on demon mode and fucking lunges at the camera, presumably killing him in the credits roll. Yep. So this is like the real mind fuck on this one because it's supposed to have been a spinoff. We see the tapes resurface. We saw the little girls that shouldn't have been little girls because this is, you know, fucking like 20-something years later, right? And he, he saw them there. So we got a little bit of time travel. We saw Jesse poof and back into existence in yep. this apartment that one time, which I, like I said, I think it's the chandelier scene. And now we've seen the door that was mentioned in Anna's book and Hector went through it and he's now fucking right in the middle of the first one. And Mickey gets killed by Katie and then Jesse's there. So like time and age of any characters and where they're at is completely irrelevant at this point in the franchise, as we start rolling on in 2015 into the ghost dimension.
1: So we've done this interconnecting thing where, Time, time travel's happening. Multi-dimensional things are happening. We've got the coven established. We've got demons established. Where do we go from here? And the interesting thing is going with the what was supposed to be a spinoff and tying back was, were they going to try to do other lines like that yeah. and then have that gotcha ending where it ties back to something? Or was this all filmed after they had
0: you know made the movie? Who knows? Yeah,
1: it was weird. But what we ended up getting is, like you said, 2015's Ghost Dimension, this one's all over the place. Okay. So it takes place in 2013, mm-hmm. 1988, mm-hmm. and 1992. Oh, yeah. At least. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to try to not have some conflicting scenes here.
0: <laughs> so this is the first time this ever happened to Josh and I on the podcast. <laughs> but he apparently saw the theatrical version, which I saw in theaters open at night. It's been it's been quite some time. It's been like four years, right? Yeah. I, however, watched the extended edition which has so much creepier scenes in it that they cut out for some reason. Maybe yeah. the audiences couldn't handle. We're going to try to not mess up some continuity here.
1: Yeah. There may be a little bit of back and forth.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I'm, there's at least one <laughs> scene from the extended version that i might have to point out just so people can find it.
1: So Let's see, Now I'm going to have to go rewatch it for those, but whatever. <laughs> um, but we open with 88 and Dennis being killed. The back break thing yeah. in the floor. Yeah. It's, it, it's a flashback. Well, it's not, they're never flashbacks in this movie. It's, it's a just it's a re-cap shows, called a recap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this was where, you know, Grandma Lois was taking the girls upstairs and Mm -hmm. come on, Toby. And all of a sudden we see they're with this ponytail dude, Kent. Yep. And this happens really fast in one conversation. Mm -hmm. The girls are scared, but Kent's saying, you know, he's known Toby for a long time by many names and that Grandma Lois knows him too. Mm -hmm. And Lois says it was worth it. And Kent says to Christine that she's going to grow up and have a son that is the chosen one. Yep. And that Katie's gift is her strength and Mm -hmm. that she'll have to take care of her sister and many others. Yeah. And he says that there's this special girl that Toby is going to bring to them.
0: Yeah. They need Hunter and the special girl, right? Yeah.
1: That's what we're going to end up finding out. So we get to our new cast, new home, and uh, we've got Ryan, Mm -hmm. which is the dad. Yep. We've got Leela, the little girl. We've got Emily, the mom, Uncle Mike, with his terrible super trooper mustache and all. (laughs) And then Skylar, which is she just the
0: mom's friend? I I think she's Emily's sister. Okay. I think it might I'm be. okay Aunt, with that. It might be. She's either Aunt Skylar or she's like close enough best friend with the mom and then she might yeah. as well be Aunt Skylar. And I want to point out that she's, uh, oh God, I can think of her name. She's from The Magicians. Yeah, she's a chick from The magi- yeah. Magicians. Alice from Alice The Magicians. This one is fucking nonstop. Yeah. This- like this one, start, you know we said the escalation period? The escalation period's about uh five minutes into the movie for the rest of it in this one.
1: Yeah. We've got Ryan and Uncle Mike hanging up Christmas lights. Yeah. And Ryan asks Uncle Mike for something out of a box. Mm -hmm. And so in this box, there's fucking camcorder and the tapes. Yeah,
0: the tapes. (laughs) And And the camera, you can tell it's tricked out a little bit. Yeah. Like if something doesn't look right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So they start playing with the camera and they immediately start seeing weird shit. Like he's walking around in the living room and these little like speckly things. And like he can walk in and out of them right. and weird shit like I wanna that. I want to
0: say a couple of things about the, the 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 black things floating around. One, if you've ever seen like anything Spider-Man related, it looks like Venom. It like the d- so fucking Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing, did you see this in theaters? No. I don't even know if it was not released in 3D. Like, cause I usually try not to see movies in 3D and I saw this one in 3D. Yeah. The movie is in 2D, but the black shit floating around was in 3D. Okay. And it is completely fucking jarring, and it's something you just can't get at home. Cause you're watching a non 3d movie with all this black shit floating around in between you and the movie. And it was the coolest fucking
1: like, thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. But we end up with, they're, they're going in and out of the, the goo mm-hmm. and everything. And this is what pains me in this movie. It's just neat. They're like, check this out. This is cool. But Ryan ends up breaking down the camera and shows Mike is like, normally they have three picture tubes. This one has six. He's pointing out there's something special about this camera. Yeah. They start looking at the, the tapes and, uh, it's like a VCR. Why do you have a VCR? Yeah. It's like, Oh, I found some of dad's pornos. <laughs> and
0: the tapes are all labeled from like 88 to 92, just like everything else that we've kind of seen happen from that era.
1: Yeah. So they start watching the tapes and uh, they're watching one where they see Kent teaching Christy to do this remote viewing thing for yeah. Toby, which and is kind of
0: creepy. If you think about like everything that's happened in context,
1: right? Yeah. So he's doing the whole thing. Like, you know, what do you see? You know, focus, use him. And she's like, well, I see this, this room with a bird above the bed. Right. And why is there a tent in the middle of the room? And you know, you've got uncle is filming this while it's happening. You start right. seeing dad's reaction. He's like, huh? Oh, that, what, huh? What the fuck? It's like, dude, she's describing Lila's right. room to a tee.
0: And it was, it was really creepy to me because they show Leela's room. They put her to bed like the night before with the, and they're holding the camcorder and you see like the, you see like the bird over the closet door and you see the TP, and they're like, Oh, let me get your teddy bear. Cause she forgot it in the TV and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, so when they're describing the room, like you, you start to hear that and, and you're thinking, you know, is that the girl's room?
1: They're still playing with the camera. They're still seeing weird stuff. And they start telling Skylar what's going on. And she's like, Oh, well, I've heard of spirit photography, but I've never actually seen it. Right. Ryan. And what the hell is the mom's name? Emily. Emily. They leave to go out. So it's just Skylar and Uncle Mike at home. Mm-hmm. Well, with Leela. <laughs> and uh, so they're hanging out out back, drinking some wine and shit. And all of a sudden the lights go out. Right. And so he kicks on the night vision on the camera. They're seeing the same shit in the backyard. Yeah. The black mass floating yeah. around everywhere. And so they're looking at it in the backyard and kind of wandering around with it into the bushes. And then all of a sudden fucking Leela's there. Yeah. Like, what are you doing out here, honey? So the next morning, I guess they're telling Ryan and Emily what happened the right. night before. And they're like, hey, show us where this happened. But she finds Emily's rosary and some crosses kind of buried in the backyard. Yeah, like she's trying and, to bury
0: them and got caught. Right? Yeah.
1: And they ask Leela, you know, what were you doing out there? She's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and uh, I think she might even say, I don't want to talk about him. Right. Yes, that's it. Sorry. <laughs> and that's the thing. The, the <clears throat> girl that they have in this movie, all the little one liners that they give her, I cannot give it creepy enough justice. Yeah because her, she's fantastic. Yeah. Her delivery of some of these lines, Robbie was weird. <laughs> she's
0: terrifying. <laughs> she pretty much starts out acting possessed for the most part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ryan's watching the tapes and hearing sounds throughout the house and he investigates. And remember, this is the special camera. Most of the time in this movie. Yeah. Um, he finds Leela in the bathroom and she's chanting and she's got her hand on the mirror. Yeah. And well, they figure out what she's saying when they, when they watch it back, yeah, that's yeah. right afterwards, isn't it? I think so. But she's chanting she's got her hand up on the mirror and he like asks her what she's doing and tells her to get down. And you notice that you could see this big black handprint
0: still there still on the yeah. mirror
1: and it friggin' pulls away. And then the mirror breaks right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And her hands freaking bleeding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Ryan, uh, he's watching the footage um, with sky, I think. And sky realizes that they're saying bloody, bloody, bloody Mary, Mary backwards. backwards. Yeah. I don't know why it's, but Oh, the mirror. <laughs> all right. All right. Talking to him. Some.
1: yeah. Was she playing Bloody Mary with Katie and was it Dennis? What was the other guy's name? But nobody had their hand on the mirror. No, but doesn't mean she couldn't be there with her hand on the mirror.
0: Toby was in the room with them. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be they're playing Bloody Mary with uh, either Katie and Christine when they tried to do it the first time or Katie and Randy. And it's probably, well, it's Toby's hand on the mirror. It's gotta be.
1: Yeah, But uh, Sky explains the origins of Bloody Mary. It's supposed to be who you're supposed to marry. And then it turned into this creepy game, whatever.
0: Well, the cool part here, though, is Mike shows Ryan where they found like a concrete slab in the yep. backyard, right? And it says like Katie and Christy, and it has the year like you would do in like a sidewalk or a foundation. So they're living in a house that was built on top of the uh, Julie and Dennis's old house, right? Yeah.
1: They figure out that the the old house had burned down in 92. Mm-hmm. And like, I think he's looking it up online or something. There are no bodies recovered. The whole family vanished. Yeah. And so that's where they're staying. So, Ryan's thinking that the house is haunted since it was built on those grounds, like you right. said. So, they go into investigation mode, <laughs> like a traditional paranormal activity movie. Emily's really cool about it, though, because he's like, You care if I set up some cameras on the house, if I catch some shit? She's like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> why not? Okay, so we get our night one, like a traditional paranormal activity movie. The mass kind of come up out of the floor and appear and formulate into it. its it's actually shaped like a man at yeah. this point, which is
0: different. A, a full grown man, not a child sized Toby, but yeah. like a grown one.
1: So he's next to Leela's bed and watching her for the time lapse thing. Mm-hmm. And she starts talking to it. And what's really neat is in her room, they've got the special camera set up on one side and yeah. a regular camera set up on the other side. So in one, you're seeing Toby and then the other one, you're seeing nothing except right. for what's really going on in the real world. The only weird thing about it is I don't like the water sounds mm-hmm. there with it. It, it's
0: like, like he's flowing at all times. Yeah. yeah.
1: But get to those points in the movie. If it had just stayed dead silent and just the rumble, like the older movies, I think the Toby scenes would have been much more creepy.
0: See, I think the rumble would have got overplayed. Like is, the water running actually does creep me out a little bit. And I like that it's a little bit different because the the rumble is something that we as a viewer always hurt before things happen. Yeah. And then the water is something only the special camera can hear. Yeah. So I kind of like a slight differentiation from yeah. it. It's really weird though on the extended cut they set the cameras up and it doesn't say night one and you see like shit happening in the dark while everybody's asleep throughout the house. So, like your normal, oh, okay. your normal bullshit with like doors and lights and stuff. And then something that I don't, I don't know why they would have cut out the next morning. The parents get a call because Leela bit a student at school and she's like suspended basically. And they have to go get her. Ah. Right. So she's like already doing fucked up and crazy yeah. shit, but they just completely cut that out of the theatrical version. Huh. And, uh, and then it says night one, <laughs> When it goes in the scene you just described,
1: but it's really fucked up. Cause like, well, what was the night before then? Yeah. Cause so this, it's like, this is a staple of these movies. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: it's kind of like they, on the extended version, they just didn't edit it. cleanly.
1: So the next morning Ryan's talking to Leela and she ends up saying that she was talking to Toby the night yeah. before. Ryan ends up showing a video from 1988 and it's the scene from paranormal activity three where, uh, Chrissy says, don't sit there. That's Toby's seat where yeah. they're doing like the tea party thing Yeah, to Dennis. Yeah.
0: And he's showing it to his brother, Mike, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that night, um, Mike and Ryan, they're still seeing it because what's weird in this one is they're seeing it through the camera and they're not freaked out. So they're like chasing it around the house and shit. Um, so Honestly,
0: we used to do shit like that when we were younger though. This is true.
1: <laughs> so they're following the black mass through the house into Leela's room. Hunter's name is written on the chalkboard next yeah. to Leela's. You yeah. barely see that in the edge of the frame. Kind of like the sandpit drawing thing in four. My eye was keener for this one. <laughs> <laughs> so the next night we've got Leela goes down to the fireplace. Yeah. And she's just ripping pages out of a Bible. Throwing them in there. them up and throwing them in there. She gets the gas on and she's trying to light a match. And mom comes in there and she's all, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) She sends her to bed. And then I think mom, she's getting, she's She's
0: fishing because you only see her throw a couple of pages in there, but the mom's just pulling like page after page out
1: and the fucking gas cuts on. And she's like, what the fuck? It jumps out. Yep. And then the, uh, The angel falls off the tree. Oh yeah. Right after that. And she makes it
0: very clear earlier in the movie that it's like a family heirloom angel and it's important to her, right? Yeah.
1: And I kind of gloss over that. When everybody's being introduced they're talking about the tree and little family things and shit like that.
0: I just kind of took it as like that's that important to her. And like Toby feeds off a negative energy. So like let's throw your fucking angel off,
1: (laughs) you know? So Mike and Ryan are watching the videos and they realize that the parents are missing and there's this cult that seems to be raising the girls. Yeah. Um, We've got Kent training him to call this other woman mom. Christy remembers her old mom. Um, yeah, because
0: they're like, I remember having another mom. Where's she at? And he's like, don't worry about that. And Lo- Grandma Lois is like, it's okay. You yeah, know, she's all in on this. Yep. I mean, I get that she's really she's the head of the witches coven. Now Kent's place and Quite power. Possibly. Yeah, I feel like she's the head, but I don't understand like if it's witches why there's a man that seems to be running stuff too. It's kind of odd. I wish they'd explained Kent more.
1: Yeah, other I mean, if
0: he's Robbie or something. I don't know.
1: If they were going to go this far, they really could have maybe they're, maybe they're still gonna be in the movie. Who knows? Um, but they watch a video of Christie doing the remote viewing thing. Mm-hmm. She sees Ryan and Mike. She's like, I see TVs. Yeah. I see toys, lots of toys. And they're both like, I like how Mike's looking around because there's
0: like <laughs> video game posters and like toys and shit. It looks like minor Josh's fucking man cave rooms. Right. But the camera's like darting around. Mike's like, I see toys. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. like that.
1: and then Lila comes walking in. So they're like, Oh, Oh, hi Lila. What's going on. Uh, Ryan picks her up and she sneezes. Yeah. And creepy. then from the TV, we got Christy saying, or both the girls, it is go, both of them. Yeah. Go Bless you. And then he goes walking out of the room and you watch, is it Christy? Yeah. It's, most of the time in the Kent videos, Christy's the one
0: in front of the camera with Kent and Katie's always drawing stuff. I don't know why okay. in the background, because Christy, you got to think Christy was supposed to be the chosen one. She passed it to Katie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But she, as they walk out of the room, she's actually turns her head and watches them go yeah. out of the room on <laughs> it's the monitor. So creepy. And, and uncle Mike is watching this and he's like, the fuck did she do the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not doing him justice. There's so many funny lines with him in the movie. I know I talked shit about him earlier. But like when I got to jump back here, when uh, he's giving him shit about what the camera can see Mm -hmm. and he he comes back into the living room and Mike's sitting there on his tablet doing something. He's like, oh, my God, you're right. It it does see something. I see. I see a dipshit. (laughs) There's dipshit all over you. (laughs) But there's shit like that. That's pretty funny in the movie.
0: A lot of good brother back and forth, basically, each other.
1: So the next morning, um, Leela, and it's one of those that's just a hard cut. Yeah. And I told you that I watched this movie and whatever TV I was watching on, it was really dark and I couldn't see shit. Okay. So I rewatched the movie on my laptop with the brightness cranked. Okay. I didn't see 90% of the shit in this movie. Okay. okay. (laughs) On first watch. It cuts to a shot where you just got it's Lila's bedroom and you just see her feet at the very yes. fucking top of the frame. And, uh, you don't know if she's floating or sitting on something or what? Yeah. And she's talking about drawing a door the, so she can go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then she starts drawing the fucking runes in the shape of a doorway at, at the, the head uh, of her bed, yeah. At the head of her
0: bed. You <laughs> leave the shit on the wall. <laughs>
1: that's, what that's what I'm looking at my notes and laughing. Cause that, <laughs> so as this is going on, we've got Ryan figuring out that the, the videos have some of the same symbols, in them. Yeah. He he learns about the midwives mm-hmm. and start, he's starting to piece some of the shit together, but we get to the night where they hear Lila playing her a Right. And of course, mom and dad go upstairs and go into the room. They're like, what are you doing? She's standing by the window.
0: Well, it's cool. I don't know if you couldn't see this because of the contrast, but you can actually see the sound waves coming out of the yeah, recorder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I
0: forgot about that, but they pull it
1: out and there's some of the goo.
0: Yeah. She coughs the goo up basically.
1: Yeah. I don't remember when she says it, but they go and they lay her down in bed mm-hmm. and, uh, and she's like, he's going to take me away. But the delivery of this girl is so good. And something slams into the window and then Toby busts through the window. And this is all in mom's face.
0: Yeah. 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 But here is one of the things I do not know why they cut this out of the movie. It's the creepiest <laughs> scene in the movie. You've got to look on your face like angry Cartman. <laughs> I know. I saw that. <laughs> I don't, in the in the version you watched, did it show Mike unpacking at the beginning and he had a Santa suit in a suitcase? If it did, I totally missed it. Wait, well, he unpacks and, and he's got a Santa suit and Ryan's like, why did you, why do you have dad's old creepy Santa suit or whatever? And he's like, it's Christmas. Cause you know, the whole movies are Christmas time. I don't even know if we said that other yeah. than the tree. And there's a weird like latex mask with a beard that's kind of creepy, right? Okay. So that happened earlier in the movie, at least in my version. <laughs> but when he's walking around with the camera, he sees a silhouette of a body in front of Leela's doorway and he starts walking closer and you can hear it. It's like <sighs> like breathing real heavy and kind of gurgling. And you see the silhouette, it's Santa Claus. It's the Santa hat. It's the whole Santa scene. <laughs> and he keeps walking up to it and he's like, Mike, Mike, what are you doing? And he reaches to touch Santa's shoulder and you're waiting for the jump scare of your life. And then you get it, but not from Santa. You hear something behind him and he jumps around and it's Emily and she goes, what the hell are you doing? And he goes, oh. I'm just trying to see what... And he turns around and and Santa's gone.
1: So I don't know if
0: like the camera picked it up or if he was there and gone, but that's when they hear the shit and they end
1: up running in the room and stuff. Okay. By the next morning, we've got Emily calling everywhere trying to get a fucking priest. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Cause they kind of, they hint at, she's pretty religious. It seems like in the movie, cause she doesn't want the rosary, the Bible, the angels important to her. So she's like, let's call the Catholic priest in town and see what we can get
1: done. You know? Yeah. And it's, and this is her first experience of anything crazy, crazy. And unlike in other movies, she's not blowing it off. She's right. like, "No, we need a fucking priest. Let me get one." <laughs> I've
0: seen The Exorcist, motherfucker.
1: She, she's playing with uh, Lila with the the manger set, and mm. she's asking her. Does she ask her about something, or does she start talking about Toby? I just remember she's slamming down the fucking figures, telling it
0: this is baby Jesus and blah blah blah. She's trying to get some religion in this child. She's fucking slamming she it fucking on needs the some table. Religion. Yeah,
1: we end up with Father Todd. <laughs> So, Father Todd comes up and they go through the tapes with him and they're 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 telling him what's been going on he's like, "This is a demon so like can I go talk to her She's sitting there with the teddy bear and everything, and he's got some some holy water and some yeah. oil and he's like anointing the bear while he's like D- is this your friend is this he calls the teddy bear something he needs a bath and uh yeah and then he starts Doing it on her forehead. And he's like, is that, is that okay? Do you feel better? And she starts getting this weird little grin on her face. And he's like, do you want to tell me a secret? And she fucking lunges at his throat. <laughs> and bites him, yeah. Yep. But we end up getting a, another cutaway. Or does he just bail? I don't remember.
0: It, you see him leaving and stuff. Okay.
1: So Ryan ends up showing Mike this video of like a tour of the fucking house. Right. From three days before they moved in. Right. It's Kent. And uh, he's saying that it's a really good house. They built a really good house. He thinks that he thinks that will like it. And they walk into Leela's room, he says, and this will be an excellent entry point. Yeah.
0: yeah. He's like, I think he's going to like this house. He's going to like it a lot. You know, clearly he's talking about Toby.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then we've got uh, Ryan trying to call the realtor who's named Katie. Yep. Katie Hubbard, the people on the other end are like, she's never worked here, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the real
0: estate agency's never heard of yeah.
1: her, right? He's freaking out. He's talking to Emily about it. He's like, we were placed here. We got to figure out what the fuck's well, going on. No, he no. starts no. asking her,
0: where did you find her? And she's like, well, I didn't find her. And she's like, well, how did she come to us? Because like, I guess she just showed up with that. You know, let me show you guys this house. You know, I yeah. don't really
1: know what happened. So, uh, so there's a shit going on the next night. And Ryan's filming and he sees Mike downstairs because he's like upstairs yeah. and actually sees Toby start to form behind him. Yeah, He's like, just stay calm like Father Todd told us. And yeah, because
0: Father Todd gives them the whole speech about the negative energy and the fear making him stronger, right? Yeah.
1: Exactly. And so then we get kind of this scooby Dooish ish thing. Well, when I watched it the first time it was scooby doo because I couldn't see shit. But going back to rewatch it, where they're chasing him around the house and they end up in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You see his face for a minute peeking up over the the island in the kitchen and it's shit. It's so
0: creepy how he's like looking around. Yeah, 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 I'm still here. Yeah. And then he makes the cabinets and shit bust open, right? And yeah. then I think they start realizing it's a bad idea because there's knives and stuff in the room. They might not <laughs> want to be in there. But this is another part where our uh, our film versions were fucking different. Ryan and, and Mike are, are watching Kent videos again, Kent and Christy videos, and they're reading Bible verses. Mike okay. and Ryan are not Kent. Yeah. <laughs> and they're reading Bible Kent verses. is not into the Bible. <laughs> right. <laughs> not this one. Anyways, they the Necronomicon, but uh, <laughs> they're reading uh, revelations about like the beast coming. And there, this might be when they start talking about the seven princes of hell. Cause the movie starts alluding to Toby being one of the seven princes. Yeah. But, uh, they're reading all that. And they see, can't tell Katie that she's going to have to take care of her sister one day and that she's the strong one. And there's many others that she's going to have to take care of. Right. So that could be the marked ones, I guess. Like, maybe Katie's like a a soldier, basically, right? And Mm. um, then it it cuts to the end of Paranormal Activity 3, where Toby snaps Dennis and folds his ass in half like a fucking sandwich and kills him. And, of course, Mike and Ryan are like, whoa, fuck, because that's the first time they've seen somebody (laughs) die. Yeah. So the shit has been real, but it got really real at this point. Okay. And they decide to take the... Footage to the police, which was not in your version, right? Yeah. No, now, it you don't not. see them talking to the police. They just leave. Yeah. And they come back and they got like a missing poster for Hunter and maybe yep. wanted for Katie. I don't remember.
1: Yeah. They've got that. And then they realize that he's got the same birthday as Leela. Yeah. And they find that kind of odd. Like li- not just the same day, the same year yeah. and everything. Yeah. They find out from talking to the police what happened with Katie and the murders and disappearances and all the that Ray shit. murders, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they find a uh, the 92 video of Hunter with Kent mm-hmm. which 92 video of Hunter with Kent. I'm it, saying that know, twice I know, I know, because
0: it's like what? And it but look just to be clear here it's Hunter from Paranormal Activity 4. It's like that kid. It's yeah. that age. He's not older, he's not younger so we have what was that like 2011? Yeah, he yeah. would not be fucking born he yet. He wouldn't be born yet, but I just wanted to be clear what age frame Hunter we were talking yeah. about.
1: But we do know that we can already travel through things. Yeah. And there's doorways. Yeah. So we, we kind of know where we're going. So they're putting two and two together. Like, this must be where Toby wants to take Leela. Right, like, right. They're supposed to be together somehow. So the next night, we end up with the gateway actually opening. Yeah. It's so fucking creepy um, looking. Yeah. and Does it, it makes you think of poltergeists when you see shit abso- like that? Absolutely. fucking lootly, it Caroline. makes me think of the closet and poltergeists. So Leela hears something calling her name. No, she doesn't. She hears somebody <laughs> saying, Leela, help me. Okay. She goes through the tunnel. And after about an hour, we get this blast of energy that comes and fucking, I think it knocks the camera over. Power goes out. The adults are freaking out. Yeah. We got to get back to them. Cause now they're like, what happened? And where's Leela? Mm-hmm. They go back into her bedroom and you kind of hear the whole, yeah. like it's all over. And she's in her bed. They're asking her it's like, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to set him free. That's still not the <laughs> creepiest line in the movie though. I keep waiting for it. So at this point, the family leaves, mm-hmm. uh, or the parents in Leela. and, uh, Mike and Sky, well, actually they all leave. Mike and Sky come back to like pack bags and shit.
0: Yeah. So they're getting like toothbrushes and <clears> they're <throat> like, Oh, Emily said to get her clothes
1: and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And they're commenting on how the energy of the house is completely different. Feels so much better in here now, doesn't it? Yeah. They end up in, uh, Lila's room and see a crack in the wall. Right. Right above the bed. And, uh, or actually I think Ryan finds it. Sky finds the drawings of the demon the demon head thing in, in the closet. Yeah. It's yeah, like, they, it's
0: a goat head with like multiple
1: eyes yes. and stuff. And she drew it. They figure out that it matches the one from the research and earlier. Yeah. And this is, this is Toby. And this is a part where I'm going to stop and bitch for a minute. Okay. Because this is the Toby I wanted to see.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. finally
1: get to see Toby in this movie and I want a giant grotesque goat fucking seventh prince of hell demon yeah yeah and we didn't get that but when you get that vibe i feel like when you
0: see his entire embodiment of the black silhouette yeah and there's there's another deleted scene i don't remember when it was somewhere in the movie fucking toby is standing over leela's body like whole mass form standing there and and emily sees it on the camera and he says something like go away and he fucking slams the door and she can't get the oh, door shit. open. And when she busted open, he's not there. And Lila's just setting up. So that was another, like, I don't know why they cut out all these good scenes, but he is pretty creepy looking when you see, like the black, like fucking running yeah. silhouette. So you, you made a good point though. They specifically say that he's one of the seventh princes of hell. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: what, that's what we can get to. Cause uh, sky starts reading the research about it's the, the blood of the slaughtered lambs being used to bring forth one of the seven princes of hell that each prince will return through the blood of the ones born on the same moon. Yeah. And so that just tied it all together between Hunter, Leela. They're the, going to be the slaughtered lamb. Well, not slaughtered, but the the lambs born of the same birthday.
0: When we get to the end end, like I want to bring up something about that. <laughs>
1: okay. So then they hear a noise. They go out. The front door wide open. They're asking each other like if one of them left it open. And then they hear something in Leela's room. Because I think they they go there and the door's closed. It was not supposed to be like... So they heard something, and they go out in
0: like the foyer, and the front door's open. And yeah. she's like, I thought you locked it. And he closes it, and they go upstairs, and Leela's door's closed.
1: Okay, it's her door. And okay. that
0: one, they left it open. They know they did when they okay, left. Okay, yeah. that's what
1: it was. And fucking Leela's all of a sudden back in the room, <laughs> and she's fucking picking at the spot on the wall. Yeah. So we're, we're immediately seeing that some weird shit's getting ready to go down. And isn't she... she She's like clawing at it so much that it's like feverish, like her her hands are bleeding and shit. Her her fingers are bleeding and shit. And they grab her. And that's when she finally says, I am the bringer of he, I mean, it is so (laughs) fucking creepy. (laughs) They get father Todd back. And then this is going to be a fucking whirlwind to try to explain. (laughs) This whole episode (laughs) is a whirlwind. Yeah. In a nutshell. Jesse, help me on this. Jesus Christ. It's, okay. Okay. It kicks into Sam and Dean fucking Winchester <laughs> showing up to tell the people that don't know what the fuck's going on, how they're going to stay alive. Because right. Father
0: Todd comes <laughs> back, right? And he's like, I talked to some guy that knows what the fuck he's talking about. Okay. Yeah. Someone outside of the church. Yeah. He says, I want someone outside of the church. And he he gave me some instructions and some stuff that we can do. So first I thought he was saying like, I know this guy and they're going to die before the guy can get there.
1: No, Father Todd's uh, like, I can do this, y'all. Yeah. Because he's like, okay. Okay, we're gonna need bed sheets. We're gonna put these in the tub. I'm gonna bless these. You're gonna need this. We're gonna need this. You need to get salt. You're gonna draw the the, yeah. the star of Solomon or so. It's like rattles off all yeah, these well, quick. Commands. they fill up the
0: entire bathtub of water and he's like fucking blessing it. He's like, I need more water. Get the sheets, put the sheets in there. And I, he has I, I wanna say Alice because of magicians, but yeah, he gets <laughs> Skylar salt and very much made me think of fucking supernatural. Yeah. And she's drawing the symbol and stuff. And he goes to the the plan basically. Is to summon Toby out, right? Yep. Throw the holy water sheets on him, drag him into the salt because he won't be able to leave it. And then he's going to banish him. Yeah. He's yeah. going to,
1: they have to recite some verse or read something out of the Bible yeah. or something.
0: So, but that that's like his plan in a nutshell. Yeah. But then and, we get how it's executed.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. And so immediately as they're setting up, like shit's fucking shaking and fucking falling everywhere and all kinds of crazy shit's going on. And we cut to Leland. She's like, he knows what you're doing. <laughs> And apparently what they're doing is working, would work because Toby is not happy. Yeah. Yeah. So we finally get the, what's the biggest reveal of Toby, at least for me. (laughs) (laughs) And it's in, it's in night vision because it's in green. It's kind of weird because it's like he basically forms right by where they want to trap him. Yeah. So the priest ends up getting like hit and knocked out of the fucking room, but they manage to get the sheets or blankets on him and
0: this part makes me mad though and so they're doing the ritual okay and he's saying the verses sorry to interrupt you i just don't really remember it it's the anger that, that makes me <laughs> that makes me remember so well and father todd gets knocked out of the circle and he's like keep reciting it he's that's screaming right. and he's getting yanked all over the fucking house he's getting murdered basically right yeah and then he's dead and toby's gone and then toby like basically appears on like the fireplace mantle or something and he fucking jumps at them at the circle that he can get trapped in yeah. for some dumb fucking reason. And they catch him with the sheets and you can see the sheets thrashing and there's like steam coming off and he's screaming in pain and he's trapped in the salt circle. Why the fuck would he jump into the one circle that he knew could catch him? Right.
1: One, why the fuck would he go there Two, We get the really big face swing by the camera out yeah. from under the blankets reveal. That's there's shots of where you kind of see his face earlier in the movie. They're much creepier than that yeah. one. I don't, I don't like that. (laughs) Whatever reason. So she recites the shit, blankets fall down, he's gone.
0: Yeah, because I think Emily ends up reading the Bible verses, right? Yeah. Because she was the religious one in the in the
1: house. Well then they cut over to immediately cut over to Skylar and she's like fucking looks real weird and has fucking dark veins coming up her fucking neck and shit, and she's all choking. She fucking spits all this acid all over fucking Uncle Mike. Oh yeah. And he's dead. It he just starts and Yeah, you like ass. hear it searing
0: on him. I want to say right before that happens, though, Leela starts talking like she's normal for a second. So they think it worked. And, and you as the viewer think it worked. And then you get the what the fuck
1: with Skylar. Exactly. And then shit goes crazy. Um <laughs> It's been crazy, bro. Fucking Leela goes running for a room. Fucking her parents are running after him. Fucking Toby's chasing upstairs. I think uh, Emily yells that she dropped the camera. Yeah. And he's like, just get to Lila's room. But she picks up the camera anyways, but it's pointing behind her while she's running. So you got (laughs) fucking running while I'm sitting here. You got fucking (laughs) Mike running towards the camera. And then here's the big payoff for 3D, I guess. Yeah. Because the fucking big demon hand of Toby bursts through his back and out his chest and reaches. Do you mean
0: Venom's hand? (laughs) It looks like Venom's hand.
1: Yeah. There you go. And I think it even grabs the camera.
0: I don't remember if it grabs the camera, but definitely pierces through his chest.
1: Yeah. So Emily makes it into Leela's room and she sees the fucking tunnel. It's open again mm-hmm. above the door and fucking Toby's coming down the hall. I think she slams the door. Yeah. The door to the bedroom. Not yeah, the, yeah. Not the door to the, the ghost dimension. Um,
0: <laughs> I think she can. She hears Leela in the tunnel basically. Right. And she, yeah. I mean, I would rather go through the tunnel than fight Toby too.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so she ends up going into the tunnel and she comes out in the room with the girls.
0: Yeah. Which house are we in here though? I'm trying to remember. It's.
1: It's the eighties, nineties. Okay. Okay. So they're in house. Dennis and Julie's
0: house yeah. in 92.
1: There you go. Yeah. The girls are appearing and disappearing. It's. And by
0: girls, it's all three of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's friggin' It's Cause at first I thought it was the voice getting thrown thing
0: again, like yeah. where it sounded like a kid, but she'll see one of the kids. They're all facing walls, kind of like Blair Witch Project. And then they're not there anymore. Like yeah. This is another
1: one of those like high tension confusion. Yeah. fucking Cause shit's happening so fast, but uh, she ends up in the garage. And we get the demon eyed sisters again.
0: Yeah. And creepy part here. There's a pickaxe covered in blood and there's blood dripping from yeah. the ceiling. That's Hunter. I'm pretty sure they murdered Hunter.
1: Okay. Like he was the chosen one. That makes what say- says makes so much more yeah, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause
0: they, there's a pickaxe on the ground and there's just fucking blood everywhere. And then Emily looks up at the camera and there's blood dripping. Like somebody was killed upstairs and yeah. it's
1: seeping to the floor. And then. Yeah, and she ends up finding Leela, and she grabs her. When she sets the camera down, she grabs her, and she's like, oh, honey, I've got you. It's okay. And she's like, it's okay, Mommy. They only needed a drop of my blood.
0: Yeah, and it's because they <laughs> murdered the sheet out of Hunter or the pickaxe. I didn't
1: see it that way, yeah. but now I do. But then we have uh, human. Yeah, it's yeah, human, Toby, human Toby. he's been given
0: he's been given form. Because they, what did she say? Leela says something like, he's real now, Mommy.
1: <laughs> yep. He's real like you and me. Yeah. Or something like that. Human Toby walks into frame, fucking grabs Emily by the neck, fucking yanks her up. Chokes chokes the, her out, yeah, yeah, chokes the life out of her and uh, they make it look like he maybe even takes Leela by the hand and then walks out of frame. He
0: grabs one of the I don't know if it's Leela or Christy, but okay. he takes one of the girls by the hand and he walks out of frame.
1: Yeah, you can really tell that they were trying to put a bow on everything mm-hmm. and that they had to go so far back and forth with the midwives, the time travel, explain this, explain right. that and bring it all back together, which I think it did a good job of. It wasn't anywhere near as scary as any of the other ones.
0: Uh, it had some really good jump scares. I feel like they're as far as high tension scares. No, not in the theatrical version. I want you to go back and watch the extended <laughs> that Santa scene is one of the scarier scenes out of all six movies to me. Cause okay. it's just like so slow and building up to it. But guys, like I'm really glad you participated in this journey Well, us. Normally we just kind of go back and forth about the movies. This is the first movies that we felt like we needed like super detailed notes because of the way they actually linked it all together. Which is not something you see like in a horror franchise generally. You see the directors and writers swapping and, and stuff like that. And, and they end up fucking up the continuity. This went yeah. from a guy randomly made a movie, they got turned into a franchise because it made so much money. And then they ended up, you know, it was really, I guess it was the guys that made the third one, the catfish guys. They made at least yeah. three or four. They might even made five or six, but, you know, they're the ones that decided to put all this crazy shit and put it together. And then you have all these different people come together and they tied this together. And if we just talked about the movies, like we did a normal movie, you would have basically got six short movie reviews. But like this thread had to be like tied through it and explained.
1: Yeah. If we didn't do that, it would have really sucked because you can go through like, and I'm going to jump straight to slashers is like, you can go through, through the, the timeline with Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, any of these guys and quickly go through the movies. They kill people. This happened. Eventually we get their backstory. This gets way complicated real fast, which is why we had to go through it the way we did.
0: I know when I originally said Paranormal Activity is a franchise to do, you kind of looked at me a little odd. And I was, uh, when I started going into the timeline and stuff, you, that's when I kind of piqued your interest. interest yeah. for this to be our next franchise. Do you respect it more after you watch all six of them back to back? I
1: respect it more after watching all six back to back upon further review and even more shit sitting here talking about it. I don't want to get obsessive because it's Mm. too many movies, but it makes me wonder how much shit is in it that maybe the viewing public may have not hasn't even picked up on.
0: There is some plot holes and stuff that don't make any sense, but that happens in anything. They did a good job. If you want to view the movies in proper chronological order, and I wouldn't do this unless you've already seen all six of them. Don't do this the first time. But watch Paranormal Activity three, then you will watch Paranormal Activity two, and then you watch Paranormal Activity one, and then from there you go to four, and then the marked ones, and then you watch Ghost Dimension. And if you watch it in that order, so you're going like three, two, one, four, 4. five, six, yep. like you'll you'll get to see all the events pop out in the in the way that um
1: the the it order that the, they're filmed. T- yeah, yeah, it makes the timeline much easier to follow. A little bit of end cap on this thing, because um, you know me, I got to review right. anything we do. The group of movies, in it, uh, as a body of work, if you haven't seen them, see them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not super into them. Love the first one. Don't really care for the sequels, but they're worth watching once. There's not a lot of rewatch value. That's my my problem until today. Yeah. And so now I'm like, do I want to go back and try to figure out more stuff about them and start picking them apart?
0: I always find more shit when I watch these movies. <laughs> Great franchise, though. Even if you're like, I hate found footage. It's stupid. It's not in this case like Blair Witch Project and your paranormal activities. You're going to have a good time. Yeah. Something
1: I'll tell you going back and watching um, some things with comparisons between this and Blair Witch Blair Witch is not going to age. Gristfully. Right. Right. It's not. It already. I don't think I could sit through 10 minutes of it. This feels more like it's going to stick around. And that goes back to what Jason Blum actually told Orn Pelly when he saw the movie. He said. That picture of your bedroom is going to actually go down in cinematic history as one of the great achievements that happened. Right. And And he he was fucking right. There are two
0: paranormal activity movies that are in the top 10 most profitable movies of all time. And that's return on investment, not like not billions of dollars coming in like a Marvel movie. So, I mean, I know money's not everything, but they did something you know, with these things.
1: Oh, and before anyone gets pissed off, yeah, we left out the Tokyo one. Okay. We, we don't <laughs> care. The, the pseudo fake second one.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, we don't, we don't care about that one at all, but uh, I had a, this was one of them. It, I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was really weird doing these two episodes because we had to do a lot more in depth research, right? Cause I didn't know them f- forwards and backwards like the others. And I wrote notes the entire time watching the movie so that I could link the timelines back through like which you'll like a lot more sense if you watch the movies in chronological order. And we actually had 15 pages of notes that we had to keep glancing back, so hopefully, yeah. we didn't sound like we were reading. <laughs> Next week, we're back to a director, we're gonna do Peter Jackson, we're gonna do his original horror works, right? Yep. Pre Lord of the Rings, maybe a little post, we'll just see. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna have a good time doing that because we're both huge early Peter Jackson fans, absolutely. And um, you guys have been sending us comments, which are super helpful, so keep sending us emails at sbyaspodcast at gmail.com. Please keep uh, adding on to the Instagram and the Twitter. I know there's not a lot of action there yet, but we've got some pictures up on the Instagram that we'll, no. we'll try to keep adding on to that, keep spreading the word, and keep coming back and listening to us.
1: As always, thanks. He's going to take me away.